Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. edition of the Patrick Johnson Show on this Monday. Mike Houston Show coming up in an hour. We got Panther Talk coming your way uh, tonight over on our sister station. Talk 1037 WTIB at 7 o'clock. We'll uh, have Jim Zoki on in a few minutes. Uh, we also have uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown for Bush Light coming your way Saturday. 1 o'clock. We'll be on the air for a couple of hours, 1 till 3 leading you into pregame coverage of ECU from the network, and then uh, have the matchup against Houston for you Saturday, which will be played at 4 o'clock. Uh, we got Ben Byram in the hizzle here today. Hey, man. Haven't played that in a while. I had, to, I, had, I had to go find it real quick. You had to go find it. Uh, thanks to Ben and uh, the ref and Courtney and Derek, uh, all for uh, filling in. Uh, last week in some capacity. Do appreciate it. Uh, good uh, good to be back, though. Missed you, knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah. Glad to was, be back. It, it was a little strange, but a lot of fun. I, I don't normally brag about expensive trips, but I did go to the gas station while I was gone. hey Oh, Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> wow. Tough crowd. Oh, no. Tough room. Tough room. You're like the bear on the Muppets. Fozzie? <laughs> Waka waka. <laughs> Fozzie Bear was my favorite Muppet. He is my favorite. Yeah, I love Fozzie. Yeah. Take I, it I like Gonzo. There you go. I like Gonzo. You know, I never got uh, the appeal of Gonzo. I, I never really understood I, why I, people liked him. Gonzo grew on me as I, I went along. But Fozzie was my guy. Fozzie was my guy. Foz, I had this little Fozzie. Fozzie the right answer, though. That's the only right yeah, answer. I had a Fozzie Bear uh, stuffed miniature Fozzie Bear as a kid. You know, I talked to somebody here recently about who was their favorite Muppet, and they said it was the dog one. And I'm just like, does he ever do anything? Like, why would that be your Ralph? favorite Muppet? Yeah, the dog. I, Ralph? I don't think I've ever heard him talk or do no, anything. I don't think I've ever heard it. Why That's would that unique. be your favorite? Yeah. Stadler and Wal Waldorf. Love them. I always forget about them, but they're always funny. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked with a couple guys who are like Stadler and Waldorf. <laughs> And, oh, that gets a laugh, but my great joke, my prepared material does not. Um, uh, Sam the Eagle. I went to school with a guy who looked like Sam the Eagle. Oh. The unibrow. Dang. And the kind of beaky nose, yeah. Like the Swedish chef? Uh, I love the Swedish chef. And I didn't mind Beaker. He looks like 
Tyler Hands travel. So yeah, he is yeah, he is kind of funny. Professor, what is it, Melondew or Honeydew? Uh, I was not a bit. I hated Miss Piggy, and I'm not a huge Kermit fan. Yeah, I, those are. I think they're the weakest link when it comes to the Muppets. Those two. I think so. I think so. We need to put a poll up on this. Uh, all right. So enough of that. We get back into uh, football mode. So Ben, I I think yesterday. You know, I I went away with my wife, and this was something I did for her, and I wanted to spend some time with her and all that where I wasn't working while on vacation. And so I think yesterday was the tipping point for her with we, we, we'd we been together too long. Not not j- just the week. Yeah. For that week. We'd I got spent you. Two- you got I was able coming. from I was able from nine in the morning until uh, about the time I flipped it to golf on Vegas. That's the first sort of grumble I got. Uh-oh. But I was able to watch three football games kind of inter- uninterrupted yesterday. There you go. That's that's big. Yeah. It's not easy to do now, in a look, married life. No. And I said, I said, honey, look, I I, I don't want to sit here all day and watch football. I, I'm I'm happy to go wherever you want to go. It's a beautiful day. No. She she's she kind of ignored the request. <laughs> <laughs> and and, <laughs> and then she <laughs> And then she's she just kind of snuck out of the house on me. Oh. I said, "Where are you go? I, I got some errands to. Run. I, I just think she she maybe we maybe been together a little too. You know what I mean? It was too much of each other, huh? Too much of. I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. She did too. But I just I think yesterday we we'd been you know just a day too long. She's ready to go back to work. <laughs> she was ready to go back. I, I I talked to her earlier today. I said, "How's work this morning? Great, great. <laughs> no problem. You know." So. Now, if she would have been saying, oh, I loved it. It was the best day of work in a long time. <laughs> then there would have been well, some red flags there. That was kind of her way of saying that, actually. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know the red flag stuff going around on social media? No. Nah, red flags. Yeah. I, I saw some of that last week. I, you know what I did a couple days last week? I just I shut the phone off. Ah, that's, hey, that's. that's God, that was, that was nice. I'm not going to lie. That I should nice. fo- probably follow in the P-man's footsteps there and do the same. I would encourage everybody to take a couple. I mean, and what I did because I'm I'm a I'm a major warrior. I'm one of the biggest warriors on the planet. That's warriors, not warriors. Warriors, and I so I text people that I if there was an emergency because I always worry. Jill's got her phone on because she's got to watch TikTok or whatever. So just call her, but my phone's going to be put away for a few hours. But I, w- I would encourage everybody to do just, you know, put it away for a few hours. Not a bad Not idea. Not a bad deal. No, it really wasn't. It was great. But I, I appreciate you guys. So I got to watch football yesterday. I watched three games. Because of, um, like, I was away this, you know, I knew I was going to be away the last two Sundays. And I was away. I'm going to be away next Sunday. I did not watch Red Zone. And I actually didn't subscribe to it this year. We were also in the process of moving somewhere temporarily. So, I mean, there was a whole to-do with the red zone because I love the red zone. But I haven't gotten it this year. And I'll tell you what, I've not missed it. I have not missed it. Really? Yeah, I've enjoyed the games I've watched when I've watched. I mean, I'm always sort of a take it or leave it with the NFL. I mean, I'll watch it. But if I don't. Watch, you know, if I don't, if I miss the games on Sunday, it's not like my my weekend's ruined or anything like that. I, I'd really much rather watch college football 
if I'm just watching. But I do like to watch the NFL. Well, for whatever so, reason, it seems like the NFL, if you miss something, you get filled in. It's very easy to get filled in on every single well, game that happened. That's that's a great point. So I'm sitting there yesterday, and I'm watching um, the game in London, the Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a finish that was. That was kind of fun. Great finish to the game, the throw. It was like a home Trevor game for Lawrence, the Jaguars. It's like it they're was. home they away play- from home. They've played eight times over there. They got a brand new stadium in London. So Lawrence throws this dart on like the next to last play of the game with five seconds left. And that allowed the Jags to get a timeout and they, the guy kicked the, the former UCF kicker. Uh, Matthew, what's his name? Uh, Wright, I think it is. Kicked the game winning field goal. And it was kind of exciting. Trevor Lawrence, if anybody's telling you Trevor Lawrence is a bust, they're an idiot. But yeah, they're just not watching the games. They're looking at the numbers and right. saying, oh, this guy's not very good. He's got no help. He has no help. Most of the time when they're in close ball games or there's a big score, Trevor Lawrence has something to do with it. He's willing that team to win. And I get it that they haven't been winning, but he's keeping them from being a complete dumpster fire. He threw a couple passes, including the one that set up the field goal yesterday that were just... I mean, they, they were big league pro passes. He literally has nobody. I mean, he doesn't have a no. head coach. I mean, he doesn't have receivers. <laughs> he doesn't have tight he has ends, no one. No offensive line. He's just, he's no. clearly the Trevor Lawrence show. He has nothing. He has absolutely nothing. And so I watched that, and I, I watched a little bit of the Panthers yesterday. You know, that game ends. And I'm terrible. You know, game. I, I'd say, and I, well, wait a minute. That game ends, the Jaguar. And I say, honey, you know, that. I don't want to spend my day watching football. If you want to go somewhere, I'll, I'll take you. We can go do something. Kind of get blown off again. Oh. So I say, well, I, I'm here. I'm in my I'm in my comfortable chair. I'm going to – the Panthers are on. Yeah. So I flip it over to Fox, watching the Panthers. Big mistake. Oh, gosh, that was terrible. Awful. That's two and, back-to-back really bad games from the Panthers, just objectively. So I got – yeah, and I got away from it, and I watched a little college volleyball. That's about the time my wife left. You know, I, I've got some volleyball assignments coming up, Ben, so I'm always trying to study the game and understand it better. I got you. And so I, I go and I get I get my volleyball in. And um, <laughs> and, and then I, I kind of flip it back over to watch the uh, fourth quarter of the Panthers. <laughs> oh, and I'm no. I mean I'm watching these I'm watching these receivers. And look, Sam Darnold, Tom Brady, he is not. Joe Montana, he is not. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean. But he is putting this on the numbers in the hands of guys. It was a lot like Trevor Lawrence early in the game. I mean, Lawrence was throwing, hitting guys in the hand early in that game. And, I mean, his receivers couldn't catch a cold. The Robbie Anderson thing is infuriating because he's a choking dog. He made this big fuss and proclamation the week before and what does he do yesterday they try to get him involved in the offense too it wasn't like he wasn't getting targets or anything he was getting too many targets i felt like i did too and now they threw they threw him the pass that led to the two-point conversion that tied the game and he's talking about redemption i guess I get. I mean you made a catch in the end zone (laughs) he literally was uncovered yeah he was not covered whatsoever he stood there you he had, he had been so awful 
the Minnesota defense did not cover him. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't even factor him in. They forgot about right. it. Right. So I don't know how much of a redemption. Pump your brakes on the redemption story there, you choking dog. But, I mean, DJ Moore was awful. He was I, terrible. I mean, there was not a lot of bright spots in that offense whatsoever, anywhere. No. And look, Darnold, bad interception, his fault. Wasn't perfect. Offensive line wasn't great. Receivers didn't help him. He was dreadful through three quarters. I mean, dreadful. Wasn't great in the fourth. He was great on that last drive. But he was 9 of 24 through the first three quarters, Ben. For 95 yards, he had that awful pick. Yeah. 8 of 17 in the fourth, 112 in the touchdown. And I would venture to get – now, look, he converted – he made two big boy throws on fourth downs. He made two big boy throws on fourth down conversion. Oh, yeah. And that one to get them out of their own end deep was was big league. And the the Ian Thomas one was big league. Yeah, Ian Thomas – we're talking Brandon Zilstra and Ian Thomas were probably your best offensive weapons yesterday. You got issues. Huge issues. But I, I, I tell you what I did like. I like the I like the little shovel pass for the two point conversion. That was nice. I like I I, I did th- love that. I thought that was nifty. I thought that was some good play calling, let's just say. From Brady, the offensive court. I thought that was good. But then you and I were talking about it before we went on the air here. Obviously, CMC not being available, McCaffrey not being that 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 really hurts this offense. Oh yeah, it hurts this team. They're nothing without him on offense. And then I remember us talking about this back in the off season. Curtis Samuel, no room for Curtis Samuel. Yeah. And then you and I got to talking about it before. There's not a lot of creativity on the play calling at times, but I. You know, it kind of goes back to the deal where everybody wants to get on Donnie Kirkpatrick's case. You kind of have to play with your personnel that you're given. What you you got to play with what you have, and he doesn't have a whole yeah. lot. And, and and I just don't think the Panthers have a whole lot right now. You can get McCaffrey the ball in a variety of ways, and he's effective. You just don't have to hand him the ball. There's other ways to get him the ball. They probably get him the ball too much. You can line him out wide. You, you can put him anywhere. Yeah. He, he's he's there's our any number, best blocker, which tells you a lot. There's, there's any number of ways you – Curtis Samuel was kind of like that too. Yeah, he was the – he was he added another dimension to our offense. There were different ways you could get Curtis Samuel the football, and he would be effective. And it opened up the pass game because you had to scheme around what's Christian McCaffrey going to do, and you had to keep an eye on Samuel. And the next thing you know, yeah. all these guys like Robbie Anderson are having a 1,000-yard rec- uh, receiving – kind of seasons there when normally they didn't show any showcase anything even remotely close to that beforehand before that season which leads me to what i saw yesterday there's only a really one way to get dj moore and robbie anderson involved and that's throw them the football exactly and when they're not holding on to it and they're getting hit in the hands and in the numbers and they're dropping the ball that right i mean no wonder the offense stunk yesterday it but- was a miracle they were in the game so your boy Joe Pearson, who writes for the Athletic, is that right? That is correct. Yes. He he tweeted out something that said uh, that that Matt Rule, ibbity 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 Matt Rule. Which, <laughs> by the way, if there's one funny thing that they've ever done on the Gold Show, it is that. That is funny. <laughs> when they do the little, I'll give them that. After. Yeah. 
That is funny. I, I, I laugh out loud every time I hear that on the Gold Show. Uh, but I, I, I will say this. They gave... <laughs> they, they, they Pearson and the other media were trying to say that Matt Rule was going in after Darnold yesterday. Yeah, a and lot so of people were saying got, that on Twitter. And it, yeah. so, and, and so when I heard that, I thought to myself, when I read that, I heard to myself, well, that, how can you blame this all on Matt? I get he's the quarterback. The quarterback's going to get the blame. I, I, but, I mean, he couldn't have done more yesterday. I mean, he could have handed it to Anderson and more, and they'd have dropped it. Uh, but then we have the cut. So I want you to judge for yourself here. Matt Rule in the postgame. But, uh, you know, I, I thought Sam, what Sam needed today was he needed a little bit of help from his friends at times. You know, I mean, he needed some plays to be made. And, we, you know, he dropped a lot of balls. And then all of a sudden, at the end, you know, he makes that rope of a throw to Ian run down the middle field. Ian makes an unbelievable catch. And all of a sudden now it looks good. So I think when you're a quarterback who's a little bit out of sorts, you know, you're out of whack. Uh, you need some guys to, to go make some plays for you. And um, I didn't see many spectacular plays until uh, Ian's play, and maybe there's a couple others. The DJ's fade there at the end. Those were, all, those were all plays that allowed us to score. And look, Darnold was not great. Darnold was not even close to really good. He was, he was money on that fourth-quarter drive, though. Yeah. It was a whole different he Darnold. whole different Darnold. His receivers helped him out. <laughs> different guys. But I didn't pick up anything in what we just heard there that Sam Darnold was being blamed by the coach. Did you? Yeah, it kind of caught me. It caught me by surprise on pregame, or I mean, before the show, because we had seen all this stuff on Twitter, and I went to go hear it for myself, and I yeah. listened to the press conference, and I start rolling, and I'm just like, that was kind of uneventful. That was not anything that we had been hearing on Twitter, where we're hearing uh, Matt Rule had a complete meltdown and threw Darnold under the bus or whatever. He's completely letting Darnold have it. I mean, I thought he was very fair when it came to Sam Darnold. I thought he was a little bit almost too fair at some point um, there in that comment. Unless there was something we didn't hear. Yeah, I mean. That was said elsewhere. That was the cut, or that was the quote that was kind of being floated around Twitter. And I thought it was a fair and logical assessment of what happened. And let me tell you, the press conference was only 11 minutes, so I heard the whole thing. That was the only kind of deal yeah. where you went into detail about Sam Darnold there, so. I mean, if well, that look, was the case, I mean, that, I mean, Matt Rule sounded competent there. He sounded very intelligent. I thought he said the right things. I don't know what they're paying you, but if you listen to an 11 minutes of Matt Rule, <laughs> it wasn't easy. It was not fun. They need to they need to double your salary for that hour. All right. Uh, last thing, and we'll go to Zoki here and get more on this. But obviously, I watched the the last game was the uh, the the Dallas Cowboys and. New England Patriots, and I mean it would. It's kind of like when State and Carolina play. I I, I I don't really like either one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little hard to. I mean, I would root for State in that situation. The only time I would root for State, but I I I, I kind of felt bad for both teams when they would get down or get tied up, and then I realized, well, wait a minute, I don't. It was like a good it. ball game. And, oh, no, it was a great game, and then you see the two. Slimy owners yucking it up. Did you see that part of the broadcast? Which, by the way, every week Jerry Jones acts like he won the Super Bowl in the booth. Every time the Cowboys <laughs> well, get a win, he, he freaks out. The look, family celebrating, kisses on the cheek everywhere. The popping boys, bottles. The boys are right now through a third of the way through this thing. The boys are legit. I, I, I'll give it to them. They are legit. 
I don't think I still don't think they're contenders though. I, I'm I still don't, not buying it. But I, I I don't know if they are ultimately. But I tell you what they have done in a couple of instances, Ben. They have beaten good teams on the road. They know how to close they, games. I'll say that much, which is winning teams know how to close games. It's easier said than done. So I'll give they them that stole, much. They stole one in L.A., what, three weeks ago? Yeah. They beat us in a close game. They, yeah, beat the Panthers. But that was at home. But they stole one on the road in L.A. And then I, I don't care where the Patriots are. They're still a really, really well-coached football team. Oh, for sure. You Mac can, Jones, I mean, s- you want to talk rookie quarterbacks, this is another guy that's a yeah. real deal. Oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, look, that was a big win, and I'm no Cowboys fan. I'm far from it. But I did feel a little dirty watching that, though, both of, both of those sides. And then the two owners yucking it up. And I bet their emails will not get <laughs> yeah, released, for sure. will they? I'll we say, won't see those emails. At this point, I'll say it – for when it comes to the Cowboys, the NFC East, that's their division to lose. I mean, mm. they're, they're the clear it's runaway dreadful. favorites. They, yeah. They're champs. J- Just give them the chance. J- JV League, it's it's really brutal. It's really bad. All right, we're going to get Zoki's uh, thoughts on this. Also, still to come, a pirate has entered the transfer portal. And we'll look at where the American is at the top 25 polls, both in football and hoops. Uh, we'll break. We'll come back, and we'll have uh, more of the Patrick Johnson Show. Jim Zoki on the other side. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of pirate football. 94.3 The Game. Greenville, North Carolina should be very proud because the Texas Roadhouse in Greenville was named the top store in the entire 600 store chain of Texas Roadhouses. My buddy David Hollinger was named the uh, number one managing partner in the country. David, we're very proud of you and I know you've got to be proud of your staff. Unbelievable. Just an overwhelming feeling of pride and what a great community we live in. Uh, The employees, the folks that come to our restaurant every day and just show us the love and support even throughout the whole pandemic to make this possible. You've always been very involved in the community. What are the other things that go into making Texas Roadhouse here in Greenville what it is? Uh, Really great staff and great people. And of course, Legendary food, legendary services at the core of what we do best and just our involvement in the community and how much the community pays us back for that support. David Hollinger with Texas Roadhouse. We're very proud of you folks. Come to Texas Roadhouse and get legendary food. Hi, this is Matt Murchison from Greenville Nissan. It's a fact. Purchase a new Nissan from Greenville Nissan and pay nothing down and no interest on 14 Nissan models, like the 2021 Nissan Rogue or Nissan Armada. Here's another fact. We have inventory while other dealerships don't. Shop GreenvilleNissan.com to see all our inventory and to check out the new, redesigned 2022 Nissan Frontier and Pathfinder. But hurry in. These offers in our inventory won't last forever. Greenville Nissan, where you can always expect miracles. With the value of the U.S. dollar continuing every Monday during the football season, joining me, Jim Zoki, as I talk Carolina savings and retirement accounts from inflation. Many hardworking Americans, just like you and I, are turning to a proven method to protect what we work so hard to earn. 
Real Gold. You can have Real Gold delivered privately and securely to your home or have Real Gold put into your IRA or 401k. Just call Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you want to know about owning Real Gold. It's a lot easier than you think. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-928-GOLD to get your free precious metals investment guide. Talk to them about getting Real Gold and Silver delivered to your home or about having Real Gold placed in your IRA or 401k. The Oxford Gold Group is here to help you protect your savings and retirement from the unknown. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. So what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group, 833-928-GOLD. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, coming up uh, tonight on Talk 103.7 WTIB, it is uh, Panther Talk at 7 o'clock. We got the Mike Houston Show, top of the hour here on 94.3 The Game. Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, uh, joining us here. Uh, Jim, uh, I got a little something for you and Ben. I'm sorry, I got to do it. I got I to gotta play this for you guys. All right. Let it go. Here we go, Ben. You like that? You like that? I had to do it. I had to do it. You didn't have to do it. Come on, man. Well, I did. I kind of found it you funny, did not so have I did. To do it. <laughs> so I watched it. I just tell him Ben. <laughs> yeah, I, I did want to do it. I'm not going to lie. So my wife, I think, reached the point yesterday where we were together for a week, so she was totally sick of me, and so I was able to watch nothing but football wall to wall yesterday. The only grumble I got is when I started watching the primetime golf in Vegas. Then I got. I got a little grumble about, is there nothing but sports on? And so I watched most of the entire Panthers game yesterday. Whoo! Now the fourth quarter, over well, overtime wasn't great. Fourth quarter was great. It was great. But that, or at least the last drive on the fourth quarter was great. But that was, uh, that was a rough performance yesterday. And... I, 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 where would you want to start, Jim? Let's just, where do you want to start in dissecting this thing? Ben and I have already spouted off at the mouth about it. Where do you want to, where do you want to go? I want to start with, were you flipping back and forth between our game and the Alaskan football team you were watching? <laughs> That's why I love Zoki. Looking for a consumer of, uh, tw- of, of Twitter. You saw the tweets. Uh, my wife. My wife says all this stuff. This is not me. I'm not this creative. My wife says everything, including after the Cowboys won. I bet Emmitt Smith's happy. (laughs) I love that one. That was funny. And she means all of it. That was an actual quote. These are all actual quotes. If you go back and examine the history. 
Yeah, they're all actual quotes of my wife who who gets excited in a close football game but hates all sports. But she gets real excited about, about football. But uh, And ask questions, and I don't usually – I mean, it's just usually too good not to put on Twitter or Facebook or, or both. But, yeah, she was, a look, she was looking for the Alaska – she asked, was there a team in Alaska? I, pardon me, I don't know That's what prompted question. it there. Yeah. Well, I, I can almost I can make, almost I can almost top that. My wife was in uh, a suite uh, not far from where our broadcast booth was, hanging out with a star-studded celebrity booth that included Henry Hinton as part of the yeah. crew that was in there. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Did the big hen stop by? You know, he he tweeted actually of all things on the Twitter. He wanted to come by and get a tour of the radio booth. I don't know with COVID how that works. So I don't I don't know if they tried to get him in and. It didn't happen, or if he just lost interest because there was free food and beverage where he was, there was really no need to go any further. So I don't know if it was a his choice or if it was just a, a COVID-related matter. Of course, I'm I'm, I'm working. I, I don't have time to wander the hallways. So right. I, I didn't get to get out and go find them until after the game. Now, he told me this story, uh, or I heard this story, I should say, because I listened to his, his radio show this morning. Um, he was staying there's the new hotel there in Charlotte in Uptown, the brand-new one. Which one is it? Very, very Tiffany. Very Tiffany, brand new hotel. All right, so he was staying there at the brand new hotel. And he's having breakfast. I guess they were having, his wife, his daughter, and anybody else who was on the trip, and and they were having uh, breakfast. And uh, DeLome was there having breakfast, and he he didn't go up to it. He let DeLome be during breakfast. He thought about going up and saying, Henry Hinton, big fan. No, he that's what he told uh, – oh, gosh, who did he tell that to? He, but he actually was going to go up to Jake and say, hey, well, our station's carried the Panthers for 20-some-odd years and blah, blah, blah. But he let Jake be because he was planning on meeting Jake in the booth. But obviously he didn't go. And how does that work out? I, I don't yeah. – you'll have to find out. You're, you're closer to Henry physically, geographically than I am, so I will have to figure out the mystery of why he didn't. Uh, he came that far. He came within a few steps of the broadcast booth why he didn't go the, the extra quarter mile and make that happen. I don't know. Would you, should he have gone up to DeLome in the breakfast while, while Jake yes, was having breakfast you don't at know, the hotel? You don't know. I will say this, what he might have seen too is I walked out, I do have about a 25-minute break uh, where I do have a chance to get lunch. We have some recorded segments in that network pregame hour with the coach and player interviews and so forth. Right. I open the door, I walk out. There's Jake standing out there with Luke Keekley standing in the hallway. I go to wow. eat. I say hi to Luke, of course, and go to eat. I come back 20 minutes later. They're still talking football all that time. So if Henry had come down during that time, he not only would have came to see Jake, he would have gotten to see Luke Keekley. But, yeah, when the opportunity ah. presents itself, you, you can't wait on tomorrow. you got to grab that moment when it happens. It was Michael Buble, by the way, that Henry went up to him in Los Angeles and said, Henry Hinton, big fan. <laughs> There you go. Michael Buble. Michael Buble. I was not ready Michael for the Michael Buble, Buble reference. Yes, I, that, I just I just remembered that. Totally recall. Uh, well, there you go. See, look, Henry could have rubbed elbow. We love Henry Hinton loves the name drop. So uh, this would have been a big moment for him had he had he either gone to the booth in the pregame uh, as yep. he requested or if he had at least talked to DeLome at breakfast. Okay, so Robbie Anderson, how you can't come out one week, Zoke and say they're not getting me the ball. And then the next week they get you the ball and you can't catch the ball. That's bad. Well, at no point when he was asking for the ball last week did he say, also, I'll catch it when that happens. He was just requesting <laughs> the ball. He didn't specifically say, and I will catch it. So there's that. I mean, just about, it's a technicality, I know, of words. But uh, Robbie had a rough day. DJ Moore 
dropped about it. I think they might have each dropped three. It felt like Robbie's were like more for some reason. I think they may not have given him some that maybe we might have given him that left it at three. But he did. He had a rough day. He caught the touchdown pass, but that he was very open, so he should catch that. Well, um, but well, that, yeah, it was that a rough point, day. And uh, as, as you said, after asking and having a sideline chat with the receivers coach about, I'm open, get me the ball, it's like, yeah, he didn't really come through. And that was one of the issues yesterday with eight dropped passes by the team altogether. I think he was open because at that point, I think Minnesota figured we're not going to cover him. He'll just drop it. So why <laughs> we'll just. Well, that's what happened. Well, they were. They were doubling. You're right. To some degree, they were doubling DJ Moore. So that was what was talked about was no McCaffrey. So they go to your next most important weapon. They doubled down uh, when they thought needed on DJ Moore. So you're right. They were given Robbie single coverage. So they're, they're, you're not far off as far as that statement of fact. Why did it take till this week to put CMC on the injured reserve? Because, I mean, he's gone at least for two more games, right? I think they were hopeful with the hamstring that he would be able to get back in that time frame of less than three weeks or no more than three weeks. And when he was out of practice last week, it just seemed like, I guess, it wasn't, it just wasn't coming around. And, you know, it's not like he's a guard, right? I mean, he's got to cut, he's got to run, he's got to do all this, and he's just not ready. So I think they just said, look, we, let's open a roster spot. Let's put him on the injured reserve for three weeks. Let's just let him go rest it, get it fully healed and get him in when he's ready. He's not ready. I mean, uh, he obviously was not as ready this week as he was the previous week. So hopefully it's just that. Hopefully it's just the two more games, and then we'll see if he's ready for New England or not after those two road games. Jim Zoki, Panther Talk tonight on uh, Talk 103.7 WTIB. I got one more thing for you, then I'll let Ben uh, pepper you with one or two here. But, um, you know, it was reported yesterday by all of the uh, media that uh, finally – Matt Rule was coming down on Sam Darnold. We just played the cut before he had you on. Ben went through the whole press conference, which God bless him for that. And, you know, I, I it was one of those things where I didn't I didn't hear what the guys that were tweeting in the media room heard. I mean, I thought Rule's uh, assessment of yesterday and the performance of the offense was spot on. Where are they getting that? I mean, look, and Sam Darnold was not perfect yesterday, but, God, he got no help from – uh, more or, or Robbie Anderson and, and just, I mean, that whole offense is a, is a big mess right now. So uh, is Darnold, have, is it a case where Darnold's been figured out or is he just literally have no help right now? I mean, it's like, I hate to say it. It's, a, it's so erratic. It's not all one thing. For example, he opens the game with a very poor decision that results in an interception yeah. at your own 22 yard line. That's on him. He had a ton of protection on that. Uh, but they had a two-man route, and they weren't open, so you throw the ball, and you go second and ten, and you throw it in the ground, you go second and ten. Uh, and then at the end, you got fourth and ten backed up at his own four-yard line, and he, he throws a dart on a seam route for a 41-yard gain to Ian Thomas on a throw that's about as good of a throw as you can make as any quarterback can in the NFL. So, again, you see this kind of elite talent, and then you see bad stuff. And that, again, isn't always translated that he's got pressure on him, that first throw didn't involve him having pressure on him. So it's that lack of consistency. And it's not just him. It's the lack of consistency, as you said, with the drop passes, the protection up front. So it comes and goes. It's not like Robbie drops everything. It's not like the offensive line blows every block. And it's not like he makes every throw or misses every throw. It's just we, it's uh, John Fox years ago. You say, there's a lot of moving parts. You got you to block and you got to <laughs> catch it and throw it. It's like, right. it's just, I just feel like, wow, it's so difficult to complete one play. So hopefully we can put it all together and not make it look so difficult. All right, Ben, I think we got time for just one question here, so go ahead and hit Zoke with what you want. 
Uh, if there was one bright spot that I kind of saw in the offense yesterday, it was the rookie Shy Smith. He kind of seemed like almost like Curtis Samuel was last year, where you can put mm. him in and he can add another dimension to the offense. He can run the ball, he could receive the ball, he could block, whatever whatever he's got to do, he could fill in and do it very well. Is there a kind of plan, kind of current Curtis Samuel type plans for Shy Smith in this offense, or what are they planning on kind of doing with him in this offense in general? Especially well, when so there's so much problems. He was asked, Coach Rule, was Wednesday while sitting there at the press conference about Shy Smith. Is he healthy? Yeah, he's completely healthy. His comment was it's hard to get six receivers active for a game. And then what do they do? They activate Shy Smith and they give him the ball in the first series. He makes a great play. So obviously he was playing. They knew they were going to play him. So I think when you, happen, when you have guys that are kind of on the fringe as far as reps and uh, uh, how much they're involved, you put in a package of plays. So I think it's that. There's certain plays where you see you know, Zilstra and Erickson are the receiver package, or Shai Smith in that case. And uh, I, I've noticed with them, too, that they seem to like to do it early, like when teams are not suspecting it. Like they'll bring out DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they'll put in guys that maybe they're not expecting to see as much of a kind of surprise element. So I don't think you'll ever see a lot of Shai Smith, uh, but I think you'll see packages of plays where they try to work him in and, and take care of those, like you said, those kind of Curtis Samuel kind of skill sets he has. All right, uh, Giants up next. I mean, if you're going to get you're going to get going right, it's got to be the yeah. Giants against the Giants, right? Got to one and five. Uh, we'll see if I don't know where Saquon Barkley is in his return, but he's been out. Uh, Danny Jones did not look good. Daniel Jones did not look good in yeah. the game yesterday with three picks, no touchdowns. So I know it's a road game, but they are one and five. And if you've got aspirations, I mean, these are the kind of games you got to win. Yeah. Hey, Zoke, thanks a lot. Otherwise, uh, I appreciate say that next Monday. But yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll re air. We'll re air some of that. Again, I think <laughs> yeah, you ought to go. Ben, ben, cue this up. I think you got to. I think you guys ought to open Panther Talk with this today. Play it, Ben. You like that? You like that? Just open with that and see what Mick says. Just see what he does. Yeah. My, my, my response is no, I do not like that. So I, it's just, I don't like that. <laughs> Uh, thanks a lot, Zoke. Appreciate it. Till next Monday. See you. Yep. All right. There he goes. The great Jim Zoki. Love having Zoke on, Ben. Always love a good having time. him on. My favorite God, guest. He's, he's, yeah, he's good. He's good. All right, uh, Ben. You ready for an update? Always ready. Always ready. Yep. We've got a pirate in the transfer portal and a lot more. Here's Ben Byram on that right now, and a couple big volleyball games going on right now. Uh, just getting underway. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. We start from Pirate Football's offensive lineman Trent Holler has announced he will enter the transfer portal after he violated team rules. Elsewhere in college football, LSU and LSU head coach Ed Ogeron have both mutually agreed to part ways after the 2022 season. From the Carolina Panthers, newly acquired cornerback Stephon Gilmore has been activated off the PUP list and has been practicing with the team. Elsewhere in the NFL, Bucks corner Richard Sherman is expected to be out for a few weeks due to a hamstring injury. Vikings corner Patrick Peterson suffered a similar injury and has been placed on IR. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both expected to be out for the Browns Thursday night in their Thursday night matchup against the Broncos. South Central and Newburn will try to play the role of spoilers as the Big Carolina 3A-4A Conference Volleyball Tournament gets underway this afternoon. The fourth-seeded Falcons are at the top-seeded D.H. Conley, and third-seeded Newburn is playing at number two-seeded J.H. Rose. Both matches are currently underway. The winners will meet at the site of the higher seed on Tuesday for the conference championship. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. 
on your flagship home of pirate basketball, 94.3 The Game. The Jolly Roger has set sail. Breaks a tackle. He's at the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line. And the Pirates got block. Is back. Picked up by the Pirates. And it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. To say the college life has changed is an understatement. And now Greenville has the top luxurious student living complex in the country. It's the Jolly Roger at the corner of Cotanch and 14th Street. From the rooftop pool to the first class fitness center, there's even a stadium viewing deck where you can watch your pirates. The Jolly Roger offers one to four bedroom pet friendly apartments with cutting edge detail finishes in each unit and private study spaces on each floor. Come see it at 1307 Cotan Street or learn more at live at jollyroger.com. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice cold Pepsi in hand, totally back. That between play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi is back, baby. <laughs> I've really missed this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry, Susan. Not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. Hi, this is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard party. From traditional pig pickings to regular chopped barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family. Dr. Philip Goldstein and Dr. Danielle Hofat, the specialists at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, want to keep you healthy. These two doctors provide personal consultations and offer treatment and quality care for all your GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181. Appointments are always available within five business days. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina digestive diseases and now patrick johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ecu pirates 94.3 the game today's uh, pirate report is brought to you by greenville marine outdoor shop your one-stop destination for hunting fishing and boating supplies farm bureau insurance they believe insurance is more than a product it's a service local agents from right here in your backyard Greenville Pathology, we are part of the local community. Greenville Pathology, we don't see a specimen, we see you. And by Wilson Rhodes Heating and Air Conditioning, keeping you comfortable since 1961. Uh, Offensive lineman, and Ben just told you this, uh, Trent Holler entering the transfer portal after being dismissed from the team 
over the weekend. A violation of team rules is all we are being officially told. Uh, 247 Sports, I believe they were the first to report this. Holler projected uh, at one point to be uh, a real stalwart along the offensive line. He got the start, I believe, against Charleston Southern. He played in all of the games this year for the Pirates so far. But, I mean, if you look at the center position, geez, Louise. The depth of the offensive line in general is not Well, no, I mean, that, that that's a place you could still afford to lose somebody. Uh, he did write kind of a nice thanking Coach Houston and the Pirate Nation on Twitter. But, uh, so, I mean, whatever he was dismissed for, uh, he at least thanked Coach Houston. So, I, I, who, I, look, and I don't know. I've had people ask me all afternoon. I have no idea. Yeah, insiders uh, working and, on and, Well, I mean, we've got people working, but I, I don't know if we'll we'll know. You know? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's going to proclaim they know. But, I mean, I, so far, mum's the word. Um, he'll have three years of eligibility wherever he goes. So, there's that. But, I mean... Think about this, Ben. You had Peyton Winstead got hurt, had to, like, medically retire. Um, You know, this kid was going to play. I mean, Avery Jones Spellacy. has played center this year. Spellacy. I mean, it's that center position has been uh, badly, badly cursed for the Pirates. And, and as you so uh, expertly pointed out, this is a group that cannot uh, afford to have you know what I mean? Like uh, any any injuries. So, I mean, I guess it's Avery Jones now at center from here on out. You got Fernando Fry who started at center last year, right? But, I mean, and, they, and I know they've worked out two or three other guys at center, but, I mean, you just you don't have a lot of depth and experience at that position right now. It's kind of been a revolving door at that position, and that's exactly what you don't well, want. And, and, you know, everybody talks about – left guard or in the case for ECU, the right guard, because Ehlers is left-handed, you know, you want that blindside tackle to be, and it is an important position, but the center position is, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge position. That's a huge position on the offensive line. It's all important, but you know what I'm saying? Well, not only that, you have to I mean, have chemistry of your quarterback as well. And he's had two well, yeah, or three different exactly. centers this year, it feels like. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. So he's entered the transfer portal. Uh, from Friday, uh, the Pirate women winning the Pirate Invitational cross-country. My guy, Kirk Kraft, and his group there. I think the men finished second, so a uh, great event for them out at Lake Christie. Congratulations. It was great to have Coach Kraft uh, in the studio week before last to talk about that. and glad they did well. Uh, the AP Top 25 preseason basketball poll is out. No uh, surprise to anybody. Gonzaga is the uh, number one team. Uh, UCLA is second, Kansas third, Villanova fourth, and then Texas fifth. Uh, Michigan six, Purdue seven, Baylor, the national champ, eight. Duke is ranked ninth in the preseason, Kentucky 10. Memphis is ranked 12th. Houston is ranked 15th. So there's your two representatives out of the American. Uh, the Tar Heels are ranked 19th in the preseason poll. Ugh. You. UConn, the former, well, Ben, I thought you were, anyway, UConn, the former uh, American member now in the Big East. Boy, it's a good thing they went to the Big East. They're 24th in the preseason. <laughs> there you go. Boy, they, they, you talk about, I can make the argument UConn was one of the worst athletic programs in the American in its history, period. 
Uh, yeah. I Period. Think, I think that is fair. I, yeah. I mean, I if you took that. out women's basketball, what did – I mean, I guess their baseball was okay, but, I mean, their basketball stunk and their football is a disaster. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else that's in the also receiving votes category. Richmond, just, I guess, for regional interest. The spiders. Receiving votes. Yeah. Spiders are, are they were pretty good last year. I guess they'll be good again. They kind of really nobody... didn't live up to expectations last year. No. Kind of underperformed no. a little bit. Well, they, that's kind of been the, the case up there. They have not. Uh... Dickie Coach, V has been high guy... on them, and they never uh, they never kind of live up to the expectations. Their coach, uh Chris Mooney's a nice guy, really good guy, really good basketball guy. But yeah, he's he's kind of survived it up there somehow. And uh, speaking of Dickie V, did you see where it was uh, announced that he has a second form of cancer that's been diagnosed? I did not. Apparently I hate he was, that. He was apparently diagnosed with uh, cancer in August, and. Um, Dick Vitale has been, and we've got this up on social media. Uh, Dick Vitale has uh, has has been diagnosed with uh, a second form of cancer. Says he'll continue to work, uh, and uh, this is a, a lymphoma that he's been. He reveals he has lymphoma in August, uh, and or in August he had a melanoma. So a couple of forms of cancer now that Dick Vitale is is dealing with. He says he will continue again to work uh, during that time. Uh, look, you could say whatever you want about Vi, and I know it seems like Vital is. I I wouldn't say hated. I guess annoying. He's the guy that you either really love or you love to hate. I feel like he's very. Well, see, polarizing. I don't think he's hateable. I I think Billis is a lot more hateable than Vital is. No, I completely I think Vital, agree. Vital annoys people for whatever reason. But I'm going to say this about Dick Vital, and I mean this very, very sincerely. College basketball would not be where college basketball. He he has had as much to do with that as anybody on this planet. As oh, far he's as a great advocate the for the sport. I, and look, a lot of people say he's a bit of a parody of himself. Now, I that enthusiasm is legit, and I I just I think he's he's a good. He seems like a really good human being, and, and people that I know that have interacted with him and know him say the same thing about him. I'll say this. Um, he's also raised a ton of money for cancer. Oh, yeah. A ton of money. And, I mean, that, and that's all genuine, too. Who are so, the people that are saying he's a parody of himself now? Every time I've seen him, and I'm not going to act like I've ever been the biggest fan of him. I, I hate what's going on with him, but I never felt like anything that he was saying wasn't genuine. He always seemed very genuine on his broadcast. It didn't seem like a character or a script or anything. It Definitely right. doesn't seem well, like I a think, parody. I think the shtick is what I is, is what I've kind okay, of. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. always he always kind of came across as genuine to me. It didn't seem like a character. Yeah, but I think I think people think it's kind of a, a oh you know, yeah shtick. I, I think he does kind of play it up a little bit sometimes. But uh, well, no, yeah. that's he's a, he's a promoter. Yeah. He's a promoter. Exactly. And, but I mean, it's all genuine. He's a genuine guy. So we wish him the very best. All right, uh, we got one more break. Is that right? Uh, before the final break. So two more breaks. Let's work it in now. We're going to be back, and we're going to uh, wrap things up. Uh, there's a big football win. You know, there's upset Iowa, Perdon't. 
upset him, but there was also a top 10 upset right here in North Carolina. We'll tell you about it next. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94-3, the game. He's going to go in. Touchdown. The fastest two hours in radio. Fastest two hours in radio. The award-winning Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. With Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper. Counting down to kick off with all the info you need to get ready for game day. Grand 54. <laughs> Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Pirate Game Day Countdown. On 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Greenville Awning and Canopy wants you to be able to go outside without all the aggravation from outdoor pests. In addition to their custom awnings for your home or business, Greenville Awning and Canopy now offers screening services for your porch or deck. Call today to schedule your free estimate with Greenville Awning and Canopy, 252-752-1261. That's 252-752-1261. Whether you're looking for a new awning or screened-in deck, Greenville Awning and Canopy has got you covered. Hey, I'm Gray Fussell, proud four-generation winemaker at Duplin Winery and proud new graduate of East Carolina. So many great things are happening right now at the winery. We're celebrating our 45th anniversary this year, and I'm officially Duplin's newest full-time employee. For four years now, I've been asking you to buy our delicious wines from your favorite store, and I hope you'll continue to do so. I think this makes me the official voice of Duplin Winery, so if you see my boss, who is also my dad, tell him I deserve a raise. Thank you for your support and go Pirates. Golden Corral on Greenville Boulevard is now open, serving all your Golden Corral comfort food favorites like fried chicken, pot roast, steaks, fresh vegetables, and awesome desserts. Don't miss their weekend features like Catfish Fridays, ribs every Saturday, and specialty carved meats on Sundays. Make game day extra special with a hot and hearty big breakfast or build a wholesome tailgate feast of Golden Corral entrees, sides, and desserts. drive through pickup, and delivery available. Open daily for lunch and dinner, breakfast every weekend. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances, exceptions, may apply. Sara Lee Frozen Bakery in Tarboro is hiring. If you're looking for a career change, there's never been a better time to join the Sara Lee Frozen Bakery family. Benefits start day one and they offer sign-on and monthly perfect attendance bonuses. Starting salary for skilled labor positions between $16 to $20 an hour. Join a winning team. Send your resume to Tarboro Recruitment at SaraLeeFB.com. That's Tarboro Recruitment at SaraLeeFB.com. Sara Lee Frozen Bakery is an equal opportunity employer. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. You know, there's uh, a ha-ha about the media curse, the, the old SI curse. Break up uh, the Barton Bulldogs. We had their coach on the show. They've won three out of four. 
And uh, they upset the number eight team in D2 football this past weekend at home. Wingate, Wingate, Wingate. Beat them 26-20. So how about Barton, Ben? Hey, we hear a lot about signature wins around here. That guy got his signature win. That's what's up. That's big. I mean, it's kind of their first year really competing. They were trying to fire up, and the COVID hit them. And, or the COVID, you know, canceled their season, basically. Played in the spring a little bit. I never realized how they have really nice facilities over there. They no, really they do. Football program. They've got a lot of kids from the east. On that. See, I think that's good. That's smart what they're doing. Nice I mean, alternative look, not everybody. Option. Uh-huh. Well, not everybody's going to go Division One. And, I mean, they've got a good facility. They're behind it. So, congratulations. Barton uh, getting a top-10 win over the weekend. Cincinnati moved up to number two behind Georgia in the AP poll. I saw that coming. So, I predicted we'll, that last week. Iowa was not the so, real deal. No, they certainly weren't. So, we'll see how they how they, uh, how they they do here when they announce the, the college football playoff. You know, Oklahoma, who hasn't looked great at times, but is undefeated. We still got teams Damn like it. Michigan State out there who are undefeated who might get a if nod they if they finish undefeated. Oklahoma State also. Michigan. Uh, but Bama and Ohio State both also moved up. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, scuttlebutt about what's going to happen with Cincinnati when, the, when they come. I mean, the margin of error for the Bearcats is minimal. See, you and, can't they, deny them this year if they go undefeated. Well, no, you can't, but they will get knocked down some pegs if they have a close game. And look, they got they just boat raced UCF over the weekend. All right, uh, Houston Huddle tomorrow. Mike Houston Radio Show next. Another season of Rose Rampants football is back on your home for Greenville Sports and the ECU Pirates. Let's go! Win on three, one, two, three. 94.3 The Game. J.H. Rose Football is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blanche, Sam Pollard and Son, Heating and Air, First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Stadium Sports, and Drs. Bowman, Pat.